Okay. Uh, what's the difference between a runner and a duck? Quackathon? I don't know. No. One's a little quicker and the other's a little quacker. <laughs> Dumb. Welcome to Intermission, a show about anything and everything band related, proving that band is fun. My name's Kim Shuttlesworth. And I'm Riaz Muhammad. In today's episode of Team Teaching and Planning, we'll talk about navigating and preparing for classes and rehearsals for the week. Okay, sorry for our hi- hiatus. Hiatus. Words are hard. <laughs> we for totally me. forgot to record an episode last week. Listen, the one with Sally and John was so good that we thought it would last a little bit longer, but now everyone's like, where's your next one? Where's your next one? So it's here. It's here. And we've tried to, we've tried to do it for like three days. Yeah. And, um, I don't know if anyone else lives in Texas, but the weather and choosing different plans this week has definitely been an event. Yeah. And then in addition to that, Oh, what, what did we do last week though? I don't, nothing. It's a blur. <laughs> I feel like li- just life in general went from, you know, we were chugging along, mm-hmm. just doing fine, going going down the road at like a cool 30. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> life was like, nope, you're going 60 now. <laughs> well, it's like, you're like, I really like this summer band schedule. I feel not stressed at all. And then it's here. And originally I wanted to title this episode oh. Desserts. Because that spells stress backwards. Um, it's a little long. It, yeah, it was a little long. It's not as catchy as it. I thought it was going to sound when I said it out loud. But it was funny because I sure did crack up. Yeah, so <laughs> um, today we're going to dig in and we're going to get in the weeds a little bit. Yeah. Um, because we have talked to you guys about how we plan or not necessarily how we plan, but like that we plan, that yeah. we delegate all these different things that we do to make the program um, run, but today we want to dig into one of my huge passions, which is the passion of team teaching and lesson planning. planning. Yeah, because um, I do believe that um, if we plan as much as we can, then that's going to lead to dealing with adversity better, understanding the needs of the what the program needs quickly, quickly, and um, just really getting your kids to to accelerate a little bit faster. Yeah, and I think an appropriate place to start is, you know, really this week and kind of this morning. So in in planning, we had to revamp our lesson plan as we went Actually, on, on Tuesday, we had to really... Yeah, really dig in and do something different. Um, so every, every Sunday, you send out a new plan, which all the kids have access to, mm-hmm. and the staff... And you send the staff a a Sunday email saying, here's the things that are happening this week. Here's the lesson plan. It's all updated. Um, And as the week progressed, the weather kind of got a little wonkier when it came to rain. Um, And today's Thursday. And we knew today, coming into the week, we knew today would be rainy. Um, And as we got into Tuesday's class, we saw that there was no chance of us really getting outside. So we revamped our lesson for Tuesday. So... And the kids know, too, um, it's a good system of when the lesson plan gets updated because you highlight the entire cell green so they know that's the thing that they have to look at. Well, it's also, you know, um, let's just talk a little bit about it. So last Friday um, is when the storm started. We did not get a halftime in like most of Texas. 
and at least most of North Texas did not. They got their games got uh, canceled. But um, the second quarter uh, immediately ended, and then as the quarter ended, the lightning lightning uh, right happened, and we thought it was going to last a little bit longer. Um, We would be able to get out there, but we didn't. But anyhow, so over the weekend, um, Riaz and I kind of chatted back and forth, like, okay, we really need to be aware of of our game plan Mm because you know we long term goal, obviously. Like I know, I personally have a goal of where I think the program should be. You know, two weeks from now, three weeks and how, you know, the first yeah. contest, whatever it is that we have going up so I can set attainable goals um, for us. And I started thinking, OK, we really need to do blah if we're going to stay on track. Yep. And um, we get to the Monday night rehearsal. So I plan like we're going to stay on track for this one trajectory uh, uh, position I want us to be in. Yeah, plan A. Plan A. And so I, you know, I spend, I'm not going to lie, I spend a lot of time on lesson planning um, because I just want to make sure they're thorough. And we'll get into that in just a second. But as we go through Monday's rehearsal, because it's not raining and we start doing stuff, we realize that, yes, we, that is a goal, but I had to adjust because we weren't ready. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's when we went back to the drawing board early Tuesday morning and said, I just kind of said, I don't feel positive about this. I don't think this is going to be a positive experience. So we need to revamp our thought process and really hit some other things right now. Yeah. Um, so we do that uh, in terms of uh, that's how we do when we adjust to it kind of thing. But let's talk a little bit about um, the first thing, which is typically we've told you about what happens in our week. Mm-hmm. Previously, but let's dig into what we actually do almost by 30, what increments or whatever. Oh, well, that's that's really hard because it's a lot. Um, so in theory, floating out there between the staff and our head drum major, there are three different lesson plans happening. Right. Um, one's a little bit more detailed. Um, one's an overview of the week for the for the. Uh, varsity band and then you have a midwest lesson plan right which we do those sectionals now every wednesday morning right for an hour and we alternate kids so each each kid doesn't have to come in every single week right so we're we're basically balancing you know obviously a lot of stuff going on right now but i don't want to overrun the kids yeah. and i don't want them to ever not feel prepared so i do you want me to talk about what i do yeah. or what Let's start there. So on Sundays, I um, watch video from the previous week. Um, I study it. I analyze it, you know, things like that. And then I make notes. And as the season progresses, the notes get more and more detailed. Right now, I'm on the broad stage because that's where I feel like everyone is. It's a broad approach of do we march well? Do we play well? Are we moving okay? Do we understand? Here are things that are red flags that need to be addressed. Here are the major things, yeah, that we need to do. So then I do the thing that is sent out. It's called the break timeline and breakdown. And it has a class column and an after-school column. And there I will put... Like in the class day, two six period, because that's uh, Riaz and Brandon. I tell them what those kids need yep. at the moment, right? And then the three seven students, which are mine and Riaz's, it's a more detailed. It just extends a little bit more. Sometimes we dig into a little more stuff because there's a lot of leadership in there. So we're yeah. showing them what we really want it to sound like. And in general, those are the. Mm, 
higher achieving kids. So the pacing when in terms of like music and like learning things, because we have to be a little bit more detailed with a two, six class period, the pacing of three, seven goes a lot faster. Right. Right. And so, um, but I will say this, this week, two, six has done. Oh, even in class. Today. Leaps and bounds. Listen, we, <laughs> so we revamped the plan. We we're going to do something different on Thursday today, but we saw rain was coming. So we decided to revamp for Tuesday. So you and I got out there. Listen, both, both of classes. us had drumsticks and gawk blocks. And we earned our paychecks. Sure did. And we also may or may not have driven that golf cart to Walgreens. <laughs> Don't tell our principal. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure it's probably on a camera. It's fine. Listen, we were outside. It was kind of hot. So I felt sweaty and I thought, well, man, I, I don't want to smell. So so let's go get Febreze, <laughs> not deodorant. <laughs> I had deodorant on. I wanted to not. Okay. Anyhow, in the middle of a rep, I was like, Mo, can we go to Walmart in the, I mean, can we go to Walgreens, Walgreens. in the middle of them repping? Yeah. And the kids are just like, what is going on? I don't I don't know that they take us seriously. I, I don't know either. It's okay, though. I love every one of them. Oh, so yeah. It doesn't matter. It's so much fun. But anyhow, we had such a great time with 2-6 because I typically work with the brass. Yes. And you typically work with the woodwinds. But I said, no, we're flipping. We're flipping today. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that the woodwinds are like, excuse me, what? <laughs> no, do not flip. I did that on purpose. I know. So I had uh, woodwinds the entire day mm-hmm. that we did that. I took brass the entire day. But then when we went into night block, I took the brass. Yep. And you took over woodwinds. I stayed on them. I have a legitimate question I want to ask you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I haven't asked you this, so this is really going to catch you off guard. Okay. Um, when you were working with the saxophones and low reeds, did you leave your met on when you were doing their feature? Or did you just click? A little bit of both. Okay, you wanted to. You want me to know? You don't know why I'm asking that question. Did I go too fast? I think you went too fast because if you listen to the video, the saxes, while it is very clean, start taking off. It it's fast. So I was like, you're clicking like one. You were clicking like 184. I guarantee <laughs> at least 184. And then when I watched the videos uh-huh. of the drum major clicking her hands, so you got all the way to 188 in that section. In my defense. <laughs> Is it clean? I couldn't tell because everything else was fine. <laughs> the answer to that is yes. Yeah, no. I felt myself picking up tempo, so I just let it click on the floor, and every once in a while, I'll walk back and check. Yeah. I got excited. I understand. I understand. But I was just I like... I got you. I got you. So we need to apologize <laughs> to the DMs, because we're like, that's too fast. But it's really Mr. Moe's fault. It's clean. It's fine. Moving on. Anyhow, so we had to update our plans yep. to do that, and today we've obviously updated our plans again for rain. Um, and tomorrow, our, what our focuses are. So anyhow, back to the lesson plan. I write this general lesson plan out, like he's talking about. So the kids know, like, if they need to bring, what they need to bring to which class. Like, yep. do they need water? Do they need chalk? Do they need, you know. iPads, balloons. Yeah, whatever, whatever it is yep. that we're going to use for the day. So they're prepared. And then if I make a change, I do highlight it in green. And I send a parent square yes. that says, please check the lesson plan. It's been updated. Now, I spent a lot of time on that, and so once that lesson plan is done, because that's just a general, I get in the weeds a little bit on my plan. So I make a separate, it literally says Shuttlesworth's lesson plan, Mm -hmm. and it is all the stuff that I put in the main lesson plan, and then it has, what do you call those, sub-bullets? 
Is that what it's, it's called? Just bullet points. But I have bullet points, and then I have the other bullet sure, points. Sure, bullets. And then I have the blocks. Yeah. So I, I can go down to three <laughs> levels sometimes. And that's for me to make sure that I stay on task and that my pacing is good yeah. um, in rehearsal because there's a long distance sometimes. And I also want, and I do do this with um, the drum major to see it so she can call the right command. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm busy talking and she can notice, oh, I'm trying to deal with something she can go ahead and reset them and get them ready because now she knows the sequence of events that I'm going to do. Yeah, and in a typical marching rehearsal, um, you're in the box, mm-hmm. you know, setting the pace for all that stuff, but I also have access to this lesson plan, and I kind of help manage the floor with that. So in the event of, like, you do get caught up with, like, fixing the sounds, mm-hmm. uh, s- sound balance and stuff like that, I can just say, come on, let's go, and she starts the rep again. Right. Or they're already reset. Yeah. We just, the efficiency is key, especially um, when it comes to um, trying to get as many reps and as much good information to them as possible. It's been so helpful. Yeah. Now, does it take extra time for me? And that is that a little bit over the top? I mean, do you really think it's over the top? Uh, Absolutely not. No. Don't say that because you're my BF. No, 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 no. It for me, it really does help because I know what's coming or Mm -hmm. how this is supposed to be paced out. And uh, what the next chunk is supposed to look like. I also put what I'm listening for yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and what I'm looking at. So like if it's a visual rehearsal, I'll write myself what it is. Or if it's a visual run, I'm going to write what I need to look for based on the videos pre- previously yeah. and, and, or what I need to listen for. And on the floor, because I know what's coming next, I can say, hey, field staff person, I need you to go over to this section. Right. Float immediately red flag on this thing. Right. So I, I, I do two lesson plans for yeah. sure. And then I do a broad Midwest lesson plan for uh-huh. Mondays and Wednesdays that just has a couple of pieces and what I want to work on in sections. I never do anything by whole. Yeah. And right now, I mean, it's still fairly early. Um, so those lesson plans are a lot broader. And obviously, as we start learning music and getting it under their fingers, that's going to be a little bit more detailed. Yeah. So I, I do most of the lesson planning myself, but then um, Rios will look it over for varsity and, hey, what about, or he'll add notes to it um, of things that maybe I've forgotten. And then if we do a change, no matter what, we talk about we talk the change before we it, yeah. do it. And then we schedule out that change mm-hmm. together. So it's very collaborative of what we need. Or like sometimes I'll send out an email to or a text to visual people and say, hey, what do you really need this week? How do we build it into the lesson plan so that we can get that done? And it's not just things that I observe. It could be stuff that they need to get done too. Yeah. And speaking of just really quickly talking about talking to other like departments, um, mm-hmm. like because you communicate often with percussion and with guard. Um, on Tuesday's rehearsal, we did some of that as well. Like, right. It was built in for us to go into splits and like they had information on what needs to be worked on or they already know. Um, so in that first like hour and a half on Tuesday, we all just got into splits and really dug into what we needed to. And by the time we came back to full ensemble, it just ran like clockwork. Right. Yeah. When you have the ability, and we know that we're blessed in our situation Correct. of having a ton of facilities, but if there's any way, like when when Moer talk and I are talking about um, when we te- 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 let's talk about how we team taught Tuesday, so we only had the band field, yeah, right, but we basically split the band field at the hash, and we turned the woodwinds into their feature so they can do it in drill. 
turned them one way, and then the we put the brass backfield. in one field. Yes, they were in their drill set, just but flipped. backfield, yeah, yeah. And so we could rehearse at the same time, mm-hmm. and then sometimes we that goes a step further where we'll put the guard on one side and the battery, on, and we'll break up into quads, essentially, so we can get a lot of work done. So what we did on Tuesday was we were fortunate enough to have the stadium that day because there wasn't a game. After and, school. Right, after school. And then we had a band. We had the band field. And then because we weren't sure about weather, we had reserved the indoor field. Mm-hmm. So we had three locations. <clears throat> and so we just split up percussion, guard, winds, but even within the winds inside the stadium, yes. we were going in three different sections. Right. The and stadium. then the guard was in rifles, in yep. splits, rifles, sabers, yep. you know, whatever, flag line, A, and then there's the C line. I don't know how many lines he's got. He's got a lot of lines. <laughs> but um, we split it up that way, and we just said, let's just accomplish our glo- goal of being a little bit cleaner based on what we saw the night before. Yeah, and I mean, like she said, we're we're very fortunate to have the resources we have, and I know in some places it's just a band director, and it may be a six through twelve band director, mm-hmm. but it's just about like knowing, also knowing what your limits are and how far you can stretch yourself as a singular person, but learning how to kind of maximize your time. What about student leadership and how we utilize them? Oh, our student leaders. I mean, we've raved about them in previous episodes, um, but. A lot of times, like... There's a lot of trust there right yeah, now. Yes, yes. And it's it's great from the standpoint of that's, like, building continuously um, as we actually go through this season. But there will be instances where I'm not sure what the choreo is because, like, I was in a different room while choreo was being taught and I was doing music sectionals. So I'll pull a leader of that group and say, hey, can you run this choreo really quickly? And in real time, I'm watching them teach it and I'll... I, I don't know the count structures to give them that feedback, but I know is the toe supposed to be turned out here? Is the foot supposed to be flexed? Are the mm-hmm. arms straight? So it's just finding those moments to detail and letting the kids take most of the uh, that on. Right, because they understand it. Yeah. And, and we allow them that. And they rise to the occasion every single time because I think the more that you create ownership through student leaders – then they then the other students gain ownership as well and it it is our product it's not the staff's product it's not just you know it's not the visual designer's product it's our product that we're putting together so we've got to all put in the same time and effort yeah and in the same breath i kind of talked about this previously too we let them know during leadership camp that hey we want to turn over more ownership to you Mm -hmm. because this is a team effort this is not a band staff effort so you have to raise your level of awareness and really dig into what's being taught because there's going to come a time where we expect you to To do do this right um what else uh we can go into like how we plan our assessments Okay. Uh, so some of our the way we do our assessments are every semester we audition the kids. So we start there, mm-hmm. and into the spring auditions, which we do at the end of marching man, right before we go on fall or winter break, um, we kind of take our region man placements into assessment. Uh, into well, we as do a the mock audition thing. Yes. And that puts the first and that's, level. Yeah, that really helps us rank the kids from 1 to 20. And we know that's not 100% accurate because, I mean, there are kids and we know them. So every almost every single kid auditions for region band as mm-hmm. well, um, whether that's the ninth grade auditions or they're going through the 10th 
10 through 12 audition. Uh, so we we take that into account, and for that, that's again, a partial part of the audition. Yeah, yeah. And again, we have the resources to be able to bring in people to listen to those auditions. And whenever they do their fall band or spring, but band they're recorded. We should say they're recorded. Yeah, that's what I was getting to. Yeah. So we bring in people to sit there and just record their audition. The kid walks in, they press record, and the kid says, "Hi, my name is." They play their excerpts. They play their scales. They're done. Mm-hmm. So that's a portion of that. Uh, another thing that we do is throughout the year, um, and this I know this is a hot topic and people have their opinions, so I'm going to tell you what we do. Pass-offs. Lots of people require their pass-offs for everything. I and hate them. I'm getting there. And while I think that's great, it also takes up a lot of your time. So the way I approach pass-offs, and again, this is just me personally, the way I approach it is I tell the kids at the beginning of semester, the only thing I'm asking you to do is your job. What does that mean? Come prepared to class in terms of bringing your materials or playing-wise, come prepared for this section. And again, they have the lesson plan, so they know what's coming that day. Um, So I don't require pass-offs until I do. Because they know if it's up, not up to my standard, they're going to pass it off. For example, in some, uh, early summer band, we told them these flex exercises are due to be memorized. Now, some folks in the 2-6 class still have not memorized it in the fifth week of school. So right now they're doing pass-offs. Matt's at 112, and they're required to do it for mm-hmm. me. And I grade it. Yeah. So uh, whenever we do those kinds of things, we kind of factor that all in together for... Um, uh, in our in our planning and assessments portion, I know that that is like a devil's advocate kind of like it is of because I totally understand why people do them, and I know that they're necessary um, to, in certain aspects of things that we do. But I am trying to teach independence, yes, and that ownership ownership of like you either play it or you don't because they know for me you don't play it, you have a, a likelihood of moving. Because you can only go down in my group. You can't go any, you can't go up, you know? And I think that's, I think they're starting to learn that. It took them a couple of years, but now I think they get it about, especially the top two groups in particular. Um, They realize like, we're not joking around. We're not going to plan it unless you force it. Um, Because we expect you, it is an expectation to do that. Um, Let's talk about how, uh, one thing I want to talk about is how I, I really like to delegate to the staff strengths in terms of planning. Yeah. um, So even in your planning, in your Sunday emails that you send to the staff with the lesson plan, there's usually a breakdown of what needs to be taken care of and who needs to take care of it. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there are certain departmental things that Matthew needs to take care of with the guard or Randall needs Mm -hmm. to take care of with percussion. But like sometimes it's the administrative things like we have to pick up suburbans. This person needs to take care of that. Or um, this spreadsheet needs to be worked on. We need to make sure that these all these kids have turned in their physicals. Uh, This person needs to take care of that. Uh, Can you talk about how you kind of delegate to the staff about like strengths and weaknesses of each staff member? Oh, yeah. I mean, I I like to spend time with each of them, obviously, uh, to kind of get to know what I think they're good at. And I do a lot of observing Mm -hmm. when they probably don't realize I'm observing of what I think they are. So in terms of teaching, sometimes when I have the teaching assignment, um, I'm giving it to a person that I think is going to be detailed and not going to just let something slide, depending on the instrument. 
um, or when I'm given a task, I play to their strengths of like, are they very organized and can they handle this responsibility? So, or is it something they need to work on? Like, do they need a little bit more help um, in this certain category to try to do it? Um, so that's a big part of, of me trying to be able to delegate tasks. And, and like in particular with Riaz, there's a lot more responsibility on him right now just because we we are the main varsity directors. Mm-hmm. And so we, between the two of us, we have to just make sure that we're managing yeah. um, all the different moving parts. So we're the ringleaders and then we delegate down what we know we just can't handle. Yeah. And the, the more I do this, the more efficient I become mm-hmm. at, at certain things. So it's, it's very easy for easy for me to just knock tasks out and try and pick up pieces where, you know, others can't because they're teaching class or they have to go to XYZ meeting. Um, but I will say when I first came here, so we're both brass players. Right. Uh, Brandon's a brass player and Kate's the only woodwind player, but mm-hmm. she's mainly at middle school campuses in ninth grade and uh, the ninth grade center. Uh, so when I first got here, I didn't have a ton of woodwind experience. Mm-hmm. And obviously I didn't have to say that to you. I knew that. So that, yeah, exactly. So that entire year, I was woodwind guy. <laughs> you didn't like it, did you? I did not. But now I'm like, no, I'm going with the woodwinds today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will chase them. <laughs> you like them better, don't you? Um, Be careful I they listen. I don't play favorites. I just like people who take care of their jobs. And you're saying that the woodwinds take care of their job better than the brass. If you were to ask me as of September 14th, yes. <laughs> Speaking of taking care of the jobs, we're going to have to pause this. Is it class time? It oh, is class time. Okay. So we were doing this during our lunch. I yeah. forgot to eat lunch, but it's okay. We promise we'll come back today on September 14th. Don't hold us to it, but we're going to really try. Okay, be back. Bye. Is it recording over what we just recorded? No. Okay, it's September 14th still. At 2.35, we're still back. It's the same day. We're here. <laughs> but I'm hot. Okay, guys, we did something really dumb just now. It's my fault. It's okay. We started talking. I thought I hit the record button again. We got a good bit in. <laughs> but it wouldn't be an intermission podcast without some sort of hiccup. So Yeah. So what hey. I was talking about is, <laughs> is that I did a game in class just now yeah. a little while ago on breathing. Mm-hmm. I did the balloon game. So... I, first off, I made them do the exercises on the balloon, like breathe in eight, blow out eight, seven, seven, six, six, five, five, whatever. Then I did the dynamic study on balloon. Oh, that's a good one. The dynamic study on balloon. And I was like, okay, let's just work on breath, like making sure we can push the air out quickly. I did that. And I thought, oh, let's do it a game. And so I picked the top four balloons at Fortissimo and then I said, you have two counts in and two counts out. Mm-hmm. And that's what you have to do. And so we, you know, went down, four's gone, three's gone. Now there's two left. They kept tying and they did it like four times. And finally, trombone won. Nice. So I was like, oh, okay. But I'm going to talk like a little bit. It could even have been the shape of the balloon for all I know. Oh, no, these are pretty good. One balloons. was more round. One was more. <laughs> Oblong. Oblong. Yeah. <laughs> So, so for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, um, we we stole this from the DCI guys. There's like a, a handout that's passed around somewhere. Uh, and e- we provide each student with a balloon. Each wind player gets a balloon 
And we do breathing exercises almost every single day. And the balloon lives in their case, and it's part of their required materials for class or rehearsal. Uh, and there'll be passages that we will say, play chunk F to G. Okay, do it on your balloons. Um, so at times, they'll be out there with their balloons. But um, we do breathing exercises, and we kind of make them up as we go. A lot of times, it's like breathe in, take in two counts, out four. Now take in two uh, out six, into out eight, things like that. Or we equate it to different dynamics. You have to do a 12 count uh, exhale on fortissimo and get the balloon as big as possible. So it's just kind of ways to reinforce and show a visual image of what is actually escaping through their lungs. And how it's escaping, honestly. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that's really important because that it really goes kind of like that E, O, yep. A, all those types of different things that we talk about in terms of enunciation of sound. And then I then turned that into putting the brass on their mouthpiece uh -huh. and doing our uh, warm-ups, long tones, mm -hmm. and then transferring that to the instrument. And they were significantly better, like the breathing, then the buzzing, and then the playing. Uh, and then the last thing on this is what I've started to do is talk like in percentages of breathing. 33% is like the top portion, the top third of the lungs, and mm -hmm. the 66 is the bottom portion. And the good thing about our secondary ensemble room is we have mirrors in there. So it's easy for them to be on the balloons and turn and face the mirrors so right. they can actually see what their body is physically doing or how it's responding. So that's a great tool. Uh, mirrors, like middle schoolers use mirrors. We go back to fundamentals too. So right. just a food for thought. Yeah, super. Um, super happy with the way they yes. handled it yep. um, and really proud of the progress that they're making right now. Yeah. Okay, so we're finishing up about like team teaching and planning. We want to just kind of offer some advice in your planning, especially if you're a younger teacher out there that is having trouble, whether it's managing, because I think planning also is about managing yeah. behavior in the classroom because, you know, my wise words of my mother Years and years ago, when I first started teaching, I called her one day and I was like, "Man, these kids are bad. They just won't. They won't listen and blah blah. blah. And they're always talking when they put their horn down." And she very sweetly, in her very Denise way, says to me, "I know what's coming, baby. You gotta play them and <laughs> yeah. keep playing them, and they don't get to take their horn off their face. And that is called progress." And we I was like, "Yes, ma'am." Yep. You know, and so I just, I literally went into the, my rehearsal and I played them the whole day and their faces almost died. And I was like, and then I sat on my stool and I was like, so are we going to talk? Or are we going to, you know, uh, was this today? No, this okay, was okay. my, I was t teaching Years middle ago. school still. Oh. It was my first year teaching. Oh. I haven't really had that problem since. Yeah. Cause I just remember that in my head, like the minute that they start doing that, mm -hmm. You know, it's just kind of like Bruce says about marching band. Like, if you're not going to mentally be there, you got to physically be there and all that kind of stuff. Just don't so. give them the opportunity. Yeah. Right. But I also think it's all it's about managing time, too. Mm -hmm. In Texas, we have we only get eight hours outside the school day. Um, so we have to maximize time there. But in your planning, you can be as detailed as you want, even if that means going literally minute by minute. And I do that sometimes with concert band, this time to this time. In these five minutes, we do this. In this next five minutes, we do this thing. So it's it, it lesson planning is like one of the biggest and greatest fundamental to, tools I think you can use as a teacher. I do think that my time at the University of Texas did teach me how to lesson plan mm -hmm. really well um, because Dr. Duke was really adamant about us being overly prepared. Yeah. But the biggest thing that I took away when I was going into those education classes was yes, you plan and plan and plan and plan, but if they don't get it, 
it's okay. Don't move on. And I think a lot of the time, a lot of people say, okay, if I'm going to copy, let's say a young teacher emails me and says, hey, can you help me figure out how I should pace my rehearsals, right? Sometimes I'll say, I, this, this is a sample of my plan. And you know mine, they're down to the minute, yep. like almost to the second if, if you work out. And when it's not being followed, I'm, I get very kind of whatever. But then also I have not to- Not kind of whatever. <laughs> I know what you mean, but let's move on. <laughs> what, what do I mean? If there's anything that I've learned in my time here at Coppell is you follow the lesson plan. Yeah, it's my yeah. lesson plan. I know, but I said what I said. Let's keep going. <laughs> Are you talking about when I let you do the box and it's my lesson plan, but I let you teach it? Not necessarily, just in general. How nervous Follow- do you get when I do that? Um, Now, not that nervous, to be honest. Three weeks ago when I was like, you're four minutes behind? No, not nervous. I moved with a sense of purpose. <laughs> <laughs> And I should say that that is a that is probably a negative of me is I'm so I just I like things really done in an order and time as your friend. This is my friend hat. I know (laughs) (laughs) because I'm able to to like pre plan and understand, Okay, this is coming next. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. But listen, we all have our faults. It's true. But I think that mine progresses forward sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I want people to realize that, yes, I am a person that says you can never be too detailed. Like I, I will literally write, first time you do it, Kim, do it with a met on. Then tell drum major met on and off, eight and off. And I'm very like, just so that I honestly, it's because I, my brain, when I'm teaching goes 90 to nothing sometimes. And I have to have a line that when I look at it, it says you, and I put these lines like listen for tuning in mellows or listen, listen for oboe pitch. If I'm in concert band, all these different things, I'll write myself notes on the side of it so that I can slow down for a minute and really listen, you know? And, uh, I think that's really important is that you remind yourself what you're listening for. A lot of people will just put like kind of like a timeline down Mm -hmm. and, but they won't put, you know, why are you doing it? The why of you're doing this because you want to listen for articulation accuracy. You want to see if the subdivision is there. You want to check the and counts of stuff like, so I would tell, especially younger teachers and it gets easier as you, um, it gets easier as you um, get older get and older. do it. Yeah, but I, I think that that was a lifesaver. And I will say, and it's a shout out to Peter Warshaw here, mm, um, yeah. that when I came to Leander years ago, um, I was warned, like, he likes to see your lesson plans. And I, I had no problem with lesson plans because I always built them yeah. all the time. But I was worried that my lesson plans weren't good enough for him. So he he did come in. He's like, let's talk about lesson planning, like in my first week. Was that an expectation of LISD? Yeah. Is that he could walk into the rehearsal, he could look at your plan and know what was going on, or he could tell what's going on and then it matched your plan, Mm. you know. And um, so I think that that's really important to to have all of those details for you. And then if you get in the weeds, okay, I think this is where a lot of people freak out. They just move on because they don't want to get too far in the weeds and you have to know when it's worth it and when it's not because 
sometimes it's not going to get better that rehearsal and you have to accept that and you have to go back to your toolbox and pick something else out and replan that. And other times it's like, okay, they just need time individually on that part. Yeah, I think, um, and that that would be my little asterisk too. As somebody who's following someone else's lesson plan, it's important to also understand what the concept is that you're approaching in that rehearsal chunk. So that means don't follow the lesson plan just to follow the lesson plan. Right. If the lesson plan says this this time we're working on brass intonation here, don't give up on the brass intonation. Right. In the same breath, don't you don't have to beat it to death. If it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. Can we talk about my favorite thing to do to you guys in the concert band when I ask you, what did you teach today? Oh, yeah. And then I say an answer and you're like, no, you didn't. <laughs> okay. So this is a quick story um, that Carrie Taylor told me once about his dad um, would come into his rehearsals. And he told me this story one night because I was, I was asking for advice about how to be a better mentor and a b- better leader and all that kind of stuff. And he's... Carrie's always been a huge mentor mm-hmm. for me and someone I've looked up to my entire career, even in college. And anyhow, he was telling me that his dad used to come and sit in his rehearsals and ask him, you know, he'd sit there and he'd have a notepad and he'd be writing all the way down it. And then he'd come in and he'd ask his son, like, what did you, what did you teach today? And Carrie'd be like, I mean, you took notes. You saw what I taught. No, I want to know. I want you to know what you taught. You know, and so he would say what his lesson plan was, and his dad would turn around the wide ruled legal pad, <laughs> you know, with his pencil, and he's like, "No, I took ticks on these different things." Oh God, I hate the. Ticks. Remember when I do that? So then I was like, "Oh, that's a great idea." So I will sit in the rehearsal. I mean, I sit in rehearsals a lot when yeah. I can. Yeah. And so when I'm sitting in the other band's rehearsals, sometimes I'll make a tick sheet that says like tone, articulation, uh, balance blend, blah, 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 blah. And I'll make ticks for every time I hear him addressing something or one of the other staff hear them addressing something. And it's not to be mean. It's about to us to really dig into, are we really going after what we say we think we need to go after? Or are we constantly mm-hmm. getting sidetracked? And so I had to work on it myself because I had to be the example. So one time Amy did it and I told Amy what I worked on and she was like, just pow, fine you know, whatever. And <laughs> that was a really good impression. We love you, Amy. We do. And anyhow, so I've done it to you now a couple of times. Quick story, another story, and we should probably wrap up soon. That's but, true, but um, this is fun. It, it is. Uh, my first experience with the ticks was student teaching. Oh, with me, yeah. With you. I got my legal pad sheet back from you. And oh, yeah, the plus and yeah, minuses. the plus and minuses, and then it was just like, I forgot what the content was, but it was just tick, tick, tick like five ticks total you're like you didn't talk about this enough <laughs> and i i thought you hated me <laughs> i would just like you to know that every student teacher gets that that's fine but i'm the one that's here so <laughs> no i do so with student teachers in rehearsals i do like a plus delta like what did you say that i there was plenty of pluses on there weren't there Yes, but you know me. I don't focus on the positive. I know. You know I, I don't know. Want there was to know. probably seven positives and five negatives or something. Sure, but I don't want to know what I'm good at. You only Tell wanted to bad. know what you're bad. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it wasn't even that you're bad at it. Some of them are questions like, were, did you listen for this while you were saying that? I'm sure you're right, but anyway. You just don't want to be right. <laughs> you don't want me to be right. I see it. But anyhow, that is something I do with student teachers when they go through the teach session because the next teach session, I'm looking for, did they think 
mm-hmm. about that? Or did they find a new way to say what they wanted? Like, how did you really want it to sound? And was that it? Because so many times they're like, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's a verbal filler. What was good about it? Yeah. You have to get in the weeds with them about that was good when you did blah. The more so. detailed you can be, the better. And as a knowing what I know now as doing this, I'm going into year nine. It it gets better the longer you do it, just because you're starting to build those habits and getting into find like finding your groove of teaching with detail. That's, yeah, that's what I've learned. I'm 18 years in, and I still mm. I write a more detailed lesson plan now than I did mm. when I was a first year teacher because. I think I'm getting old and my brain is kind of like forgetting things sometimes. So I just, the more detail I can get, the more I can remember it because I have photographic memory. Yeah. So I can just really remember that I, I type this, this is what it says, blah, 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 blah. And I will say for, based on my experience last spring, this is a little bit different when it comes to lesson planning, but every rehearsal I took recordings and yes. I, I literally just did it today. Uh, and I'll sit down and listen to that recording and go back and I would put a, the reference recording side by side and figure out what do I actually want this to sound like versus what it does sound like. And I just make a giant tick sheet. Right. And that, especially leading up to UIL uh, evaluation, that becomes my lesson plan. It's just a tick sheet. And so the kids have access to that too, and they know what's coming so they can prepare. Well, I think what's going to be interesting is, so we always put the, I start putting the mics up in what, January? Usually, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. In January, yeah. I start putting them up, but I'll start them early. I'll start them mm-hmm. in November. Um, I'm actually going to use them Saturday for our rehearsal for a piece. But yes. yeah, I we believe in recording yes. and assessing ourselves because we have to figure out what we're doing that's causing that to be like that. Data does not lie, and that's your data. Yep, exactly. So anyhow, that is... You can tell this is my favorite topic, yeah? Uh, yeah, it was a pretty long episode. I get really great. excited. It's good. Okay. Anyhow, we hope you guys have a great week. and uh, Stay dry if you're in Texas. It's true. Or and it's raining. <laughs> next week will be a special edition. Okay. I asked those kids. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. All we'll right. see you next week. Bye. Bye.